Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, brought to you today by Green Archer Comics, creators of the new Yours Truly Johnny Dollar comic series. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you're enjoying this podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. And now a word about our sponsor. Have you ever thought about who Johnny Dollar would be taking on today? Cyber criminals are the modern thugs and mobsters who filled the stories of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And just like those criminals, cyber criminals operate in a space where regular law enforcement can't always touch them. Green Archer Comics thinks Johnny Dollar is the perfect person to take on cyber criminals. They created a comic book series in which he does just that. The first issue is available and they've launched a crowdfunding campaign to print the second issue. Visit johnnydollar.io today to purchase the first issue and to help bring the second issue to publication. Let's show the world how many yours truly Johnny Dollar fans there are. Remember, that's johnnydollar.io, and again, thanks so much for your support. Now it is time for the conclusion of this week's Yours Truly Johnny Dollar serial. The original air dates, July 4th, 5th, and 6th, 1956, and it's the Midas Touch Matter episodes 3 through 5. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Jake Kessler, returning your call, Johnny. I just got back here to my office. You've been at the hospital? Yes, and it looks like hard luck Dennis may pull through. Has he been able to talk? He may never be able to. That bullet went right through his neck. Anyhow, he's still unconscious. He's the key to the whole case, Jake, so phone me here as soon as he can be talked to. Meantime? Meantime, I'm going to try to snag me some of these Lake Mojave bass. Lucky dog. Tonight, and every weekday night, Bob Bailey and the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location Catherine Wash on the Colorado River to the Greater Southwest Insurance and Liability Company, Kingman, Arizona office. Following is a report of expenses incurred during my investigation of the Midas Touch matter. Item 8, $6.20 gas for the rental car that I drove down here to the Lake Mojave Resort in the Colorado River just above Davis Dam. And what a place. Modern, comfortable cabin within spitting distance of the lake itself. Good restaurant, tackle shop, dock... In fact, everything to make a fisherman happy and to help him fight it out with the lunker bass that inhabit the 60-mile-long lake. But much as I wanted to fish, I had other things to do. First, I wanted a good look at the Midas Touch mine. On the advice of the manager, Ham Pratt, I took along Buster Favor, general factotum of the resort. I liked Buster immediately. Short, stocky, cheerful, and with keen eyes that took in everything that went on about him. Little side road to the left, Johnny. Okay, So old hard luck Dennis got shot up, huh? Yeah, apparently because he knew too much. 
You see, when that cave-in occurred at the Midas Touch and killed the Haskell brothers... Uh, you, uh, you better go into second gear on this road. Okay, right. Why, Hardlock was the only person known to have been there with them. Couple that with the fact he just got 60,000 bucks from them to reopen the mine. Well, that mine's worthless, Johnny. Yeah, so I understand. Anyhow, naturally enough, everybody decided Hardlock had done it. You know, before the brothers could get wise to him. He's a funny old character. Pretty nervous when I saw him. He almost took a shot at me a couple of times when he didn't like something I said. Instead, he got it. Yeah. While he was just prospecting, he was all right. Managed to get enough out of the ground here and there to live on. Some left over for a Saturday night binge down there. Hey, you see the workings up ahead? Right. But when he couldn't seem to make a big strike like every prospector tries for... That's well, when he tried finding suckers for some of his fancy promotions, huh? Yeah. But he really wasn't very good at it. He threw him out of the Texas oil country, you know. Yeah, so I heard. Well, so that's the Midas touch. Not too many of this kind of mine anymore with the entrance going into the hillside this way. You know, I better use this flashlight. Okay. Hey, tell me something, Buster. If this mine is worthless, how could hard luck get the Haskell brothers to chip off chunks of ore that assayed over $1,000 a ton? Well, I got kind of a theory about that. Let's see if I'm right. Everything's so covered up with dust down here. Not having been worked for years, it ought to be easy to see where they knocked off chips for a sample to take back. Well, 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 what are you doing down here? Holy smoke, that's a rattler. Yeah. Guess he decided to get in out of the hot sun out there. Well, here, I'll find a big rock or something. No, no, you just wait. Handle to this old pick here. If I can get him to strike at it, maybe I can grab him by the tail and... Watch it! And crack him like a whip! Help me, Buster. Sometimes you do it right, you can snap their heads right off. Got to be careful, though, not to snap that head against your own self. Oh, brother. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. No chance of somebody having planted that snake down here, is there? You mean like the scorpion in the monument? Huh? You know, those little neat piles of rock you see here, there in the desert, two, three feet high. I thought those were where some prospector had staked a claim. Markers. Yeah, they are. Monuments, they call them. In the old days, they always did it the same way. How is that? Well, pull a couple of stones away, you'd find the old Prince Albert tobacco tin. You open the tin, you'd find two things in it. A piece of paper describing and marking off the claim, and a scorpion. Alive? As long as he stayed alive. That meant stay away, no trespassing. This is mine. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Now, look here. Here, Johnny, on this pillar... That was the pillar that was left by digging around it to hold up the ceiling. Oh? You see where some of it was knocked off with a pick? Yeah. I... Hey, wait a minute, Buster. That looks like yellow. That looks like gold. That's what it is. Then this mine is rich. No, Johnny. You mean the only gold ore left down here is in these pillars? That's right. And without them, the roof would cave in. Well, couldn't it, couldn't it be shored up with wood? Why? Only two, three, four of these are left down here. Probably not more than a ton in all. Not worth it. Oh, yeah, I see. But worth using it to bring in the suckers. Yeah. Well, now you want to see how the cave-in on the Haskell. Now, what in the Sam Hill is this doing down here? This winch and length of wire rope. Isn't that the answer to the cave-in? 
Ted Harding over at headquarters in Kingman seemed to think so. Yeah, sure, somebody used it to pull down one of the pillars. But Johnny, a winch of this type hadn't got any place in the mine. Where would a rig like this be used? Well, every ranch in this whole area probably has a couple. Cattle ranch? Yeah, that's right. Hmm, that gives me an idea. About who did it? At least it gives me a lead to an idea. Or at least the kind of questions to ask hard luck Dennis. I thought you said he was still unconscious. Yeah, yeah, so I'll have to wait. Well, let's get out of here. What do you plan to do now? Oh, just wait, I guess. And do some fishing while I wait. Oh, now that's right down my alley. Only first I'm going to knock off a bit of this ore for a souvenir. Yeah, this old pick ought to do. Well, now take it easy, John. I I said take it easy. Now, Johnny, you should know him better than that. Here, let me help you out of that pile of rubble. My face was pretty red as we drove back to Lake Mojave. Only once did Buster mention the fool thing I'd done. Yes, sir. If you'd banged away at one of the pillars further in the shaft, we'd have been in real trouble. Probably ended up like the Haskell brothers. And I suppose instead of planning on going fishing, I should have been cooking up some new angle of attack on this case. But after all, I had been promised fishing time on this trip. And until hard luck Dennis could recover enough to talk... I got the boat all ready and waiting for us, Johnny, with a 30-horse Johnson outboard on it. Oh, boy, I can't wait. And I'll take you to spots I know where you can pull out the biggest fightingest bass you ever saw. Oh, Buster, you son of a gun, you're tempting me with something I can't resist. I'll even loan you my bottle of Fast Strike. Fast Strike? Yeah, lure oil. A little dab of that on your bait will guarantee you fish. That's for me. Uh, you, um... You sure you wouldn't rather just sit and try to figure out some new lead on this insurance case? You want my answer? Here. But as luck would have it, Ham Pratt was standing down by the dock waiting for us with a message for me. Call Kingman Operator Number 37. I made the call. This is Jake Kessler, Johnny. How's the fishing? Well, if it wasn't for the message from you, I'd be out on Lake Mojave right now. So if that's all you want to know... Johnny. I'm... Yeah? I put in this call to you over two hours ago, when Hard Luck Dennis first came to. He has? Yes. The doc says he's going to be okay. Has he told you anything about who shot him up? No. He won't talk to anybody but you. Says you're his only friend. Okay, Jake. I'm on my way. In a half hour flat, I was back in Kingman at the Mercy Hospital on the edge of town. Hello, Hardluck. Johnny. Johnny Dollar. That's right. Glad. Glad you came. Only one I trust. Not like people around town. They hate me. Wow. Knew he'd try to get me, Johnny. Who? Probably seen me going back to the mine. Knew I'd recognize that winch he left there. The winch that was used to pull down the mine pillar caused the cave-in? That's right. A lot of winches like that on the ranches. But only Alex. Only he used that particular make. Royal standard. Alex who, Hardluck? Bundy. Alex Bundy. Alex Bundy. Foreman at the Haskell's ranch? The Too Lazy too? Yes, Alex. But why? In love. Kevin Haskell's wife, Dora. Okay. Okay. Would you tell the police, the court, all this when the time comes? If you say so. 
If I live. Ah, you'll live all right. The doctor says you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. Now, is there anything you want? Anything I can have sent up here to make you more comfortable? No, thanks, Johnny. Just come and see me, will you? Sure. Thanks. Uh, I guess you're the only real friend I have. Just why he felt that way, I don't know. Perhaps it was because he needed a friend. I decided I'd better let Jake Kessler in on what I'd learned and incidentally ask him for directions to the two lazy two, so I drove on over to his little second-floor office on East Palm Drive. Alex Bundy, huh? Yeah, that's what Hardluck says. And with his testimony to back me up when I find Alex, you'll... Well, we'll have a case, a good case. Which means, by the way, that your company won't have to pay off an additional million and a half for double... What's the matter? Shh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, Jake, um, I'm going on over and do a bit of fishing in Lake Mojave. What under the sun Buster Favor promises to get me a limit of the finest bass you... What is it, Johnny? What are you doing? Somebody was outside that door listening to us. I'm sure of it. Well, who... Here, look, there he is, going down the street. Recognize him, Jake? Where, Johnny? Ah, Where? It's too late. He got around the corner. But if it's who I think it is, yeah, he must have heard all that was said in here. Alex Bundy, huh? What's your guess? I've been thinking, Johnny. Yeah? Old hard luck Dennis has been the key to this whole case right from the first. He still is, more than ever after what he told me. All right, then. I'll... Uh, excuse me. Jake Kessler speaking. Oh, hello, Chief. I was just... Huh? What? Oh. What's the matter, Jake? What's the matter? You look like you've seen a ghost. I was Tad Harding at headquarters. A fire escape outside the room at the hospital. Huh? Somebody climbed up the fire escape, used a bailing hook. Oh. Yeah. He's dead now. Hard luck. Johnny Dollar. Good. I was hoping you'd be there at Jake Kessler's office. This is Buster Favor at Lake Mojave Resort. Oh, hi. Find out anything? Yeah. Hard luck, Dennis. Our one real key to this $3 million case has just been murdered. Oh. You know who did it? I have an idea. Well, I found something here that might help you. Oh? Tire tracks at the old miner's shack where hard luck was shot. And more of the same tire tracks here at the resort. Buster, I'm on my way. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar. Location, Lake Mojave Resort on the Colorado River in Arizona to the Greater Southwest Insurance and Liability Company. Following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Midas Touch matter. Item 9, 6.30, a stop at the sign of the Flying Red Horse for gas for my rented car to get me from Kingman, Arizona to Lake Mojave Resort. About a mile short of the lake on the winding road that led in from the main highway, I found Buster waiting at a spot where an old wagon trail cut off to the right. Right over here, Johnny. Clear as crystal. Hiya, Buster. You see him here? These tire tracks in the sand? Ah. Well, uh... Oh, yeah, sure. You see? Three of the tires. 
Look here, where the car turned to get around this rock. Yeah, yeah. Three of the tires were pretty good. Had those big knobby treads. But this one, right front's almost worn smooth. Or is it the left rear? Oh, it's right front, Johnny. Car was going north, out into the desert. Huh? Tell by the little skid on this turn. <laughs> Plus, do you read tire tracks like some people can read footprints? Oh, it's just practice. Anyway, these are the same tracks that I found by the old shack where you met hard luck and he got shot at. Then let's get into my car and follow these up. Oh, whoa, Johnny. Nothing but a jeep could get over this trail. Well, where does this trail pick up a highway again? It doesn't. Winds around for eight or ten miles and ends up in the lake, over by the southwest corner of the fence line on the Two Lazy Two Ranch. Then our best bet is to drive over to the Two Lazy Two. Except for one thing. The jeep we're looking for is somewhere up that trail, so we'll go by outboard. Oh, What? This old trail worms around all right, but always close along the edge of Lake Mojave all the way. And the end of it's eight miles of winding. There's only about one mile by water from our dock at the resort. Uh-huh. Then we ought to be able to intercept whoever's in that jeep. That's right. Then let's go. Lake Mojave was clear and calm and beautiful. Perfect for fishing. But we had other things on our minds as the 30-horse outboard pushed our 14-foot aluminum boat along at better than 25 miles an hour. We stayed fairly close to the Arizona side. Look, Johnny. See that streak of dust along the shore? Yeah. Somebody's been driving along there, all right. Still is. Won't be able to see who, though, until he comes out from behind that ridge of hills over there. Hey, that streak of dust hasn't grown any longer. Looks like he stopped. Could be. I'll head us in towards shore. I still don't understand why he'd be driving out on that dead-end trail, though, unless he wants to dump a body or something in the lake. Now, that's a morbid thought. All right, but if it is a killer you're looking for... You said that trail ends at a corner of the... Hey, wait a minute, Buster. Yeah? If it's who I think it is, he overheard me tell Jake Kessler I plan to go fishing out here today. So? What was that? The motor giving you trouble? What was what? There. Hear it? Yeah, I heard it. But it wasn't the motor. Hey. That's funny. Buster, look, we're taking in water, those holes in the bottom. Here, you take this can and start bailing. Right. I would drill a lot of holes. No, wait a minute. Look at them close. They're bullet holes. Holy smoke, you're right. Hey, that was a shot. Came from over on shore. I saw the puff of smoke over in that patch of sagebrush. Come on, let's get out of here. Swerve us around, Buster. We've been a pair of sitting ducks. Man, you are right. Keep on bailing and keep your head down. Swing us around that little point there and we'll be out of range. Wow, you see that spread of water beside us? That guy can shoot. You aren't kidding. Okay, Buster, you can ease her up now. We're out of his line. Yeah. Well, I guess we pulled a boner, Johnny. Why not having somebody posted on that road while we came out here? Uh-huh. Now he can climb back in his Jeep and... There, there, you see? Trail of dust again. Going back toward the highway. I see it. If we hadn't taken on so much water, we might be able to get back and intercept him on the highway, but it's too late now. Well, at least we know what to look for. What? The Jeep that made those tracks. Boy, isn't that kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack out in this country? Buster, I think I know exactly where to look. I believe I must have bailed a good five gallons of water out of that boat by the time we reached the dock. Then Buster insisted on going along as I headed back up the highway toward Kingman. We stopped where the old trail cut in only long enough to see if the jeep tracks had come back on the highway. They had. Now that we're on the way, Johnny, where are we going? Any of these ranches out here use jeeps, Buster? Most all the big ones, but... Including the two lazy two? Yeah, that's right. Now, wait a minute. 
I didn't ask you who you thought was shooting at us out there on the lake. Who you thought overheard you talking about going fishing. I figured if you wanted to tell me, you would. Oh, the trouble is I still can't prove anything. All right. Now let me tell you who can shoot like that and with that kind of a gun. It was a 30 yard 6 You could tell by the sound? 30 yard 6 with a long barrel. That could mean it had a scope sight. Almost have to for that kind of shooting. Alex Bundy. Foreman at the Two Lazy Two. That's who Hard Luck Dennis said shot at him. And it ties up, Johnny. Does it? You got a few too many under his belt one night at a dance party in Kingman. Yeah? Started yapping his head off about how a lot of soft-living millionaires from back east could come out here and own the place while he had to do all the work. It wasn't fair. Worm had turned sometime, even if he had to help it turn. And he'd be the one who counted the money. That's about the time he, everybody started talking about him and Dora. Dora? Wife of one of the Haskell brothers that was killed on the mine. Oh. Kevin Haskell. Go on, Buster. Seems Alex and Doro were seeing a lot of each other on the sly. Everybody kind of stood around waiting to see if Alex was trying to get some control of the ranch that way. That's uh, Union Pass right ahead. Hmm? Just over the tops of the road to the left. Shortcut to the Too Lazy Two. Oh. That's where you want to go, isn't it? Yeah, Buster, that's where I want to go. It was only a couple of miles into the ranch's fence line, but a good three miles further to the main house and its cluster of outbuildings. Buster's sharp eyes first noticed the jeep parked by the side of what looked like a big tool shed, and I drove slowly past it. Slowly enough so that he could study its tires and the tracks on the dusty ground. Uh-huh. Well? It's the one, all right. Then keep an eye out for Alex and that gun of his. Yeah, and be ready to duck. Try the main house. Okay. You know... I got a kind of funny feeling now that we're here, we should have brought a posse along. Afraid it's too late for that now. That is a gun bulging under your jacket, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But I'm wondering what chance a little 38 lemon squeezer has against a high-powered rifle. Oh, come on. Keep your eyes peeled. Johnny, I'm beginning to feel like I'm right in the middle of an old-time Western movie. Maybe you are, Buster. Maybe you are. Why, Buster? Oh, uh, how are you, Dora? Well, don't just stand there. Yes, ma'am. The woman standing on the porch of the old house looked strangely out of place on this big western desert ranch. Perhaps it was because of her clothes, two-toned sports shoes, and a crisp, well-tailored white linen dress that served to accent the lines of a trim athletic figure and go perfectly with her short, boyish-cut hair. Uh, Ms. Haskell, this is Mr. Dollar. Johnny Dollar. Hello, Mr. Dollar. Jake Kessler told me you were here. Come in, please. Okay, thank you. I suppose he told you why I'm here. No, leave the door open for the breeze. Oh. He said to investigate the death of my husband, Kevin, and his brothers in that mine accident. Sit down, won't you? Thank you. Do you think it was an accident? According to Mr. Kessler, you don't. Why? Because it means his company would have to pay only a million and a half to me instead of three million? Somebody found pretty concrete evidence there in the mine that one of the rock pillars supporting the roof had been deliberately pulled down. Hard luck, Dennis. If what you say is true, he must have done it. It was hard luck who told me about it, who showed me the winch that was used to do it. And that winch, Mrs. Haskell, could have come from only one place around here. This ranch. Oh, no. You mean, no, you can't mean that somebody here at the ranch did it. Kind of looks that way, doesn't it? But who... That's what I hoped you might be able to tell me. Who beside you could profit by the death of your husband and his brothers? Who here at the ranch? 
Alex Bundy, perhaps? Alex, how? By marrying into the family. What are you talking about? That is, of course, if one of the Haskell brothers were to die. Kevin, perhaps. That's absurd. Oh, I had a notion that you and Alex were someone interested in each other. Well, you're wrong. He may have been interested in me. He was, as a matter of fact. He made it very difficult for me. How do you mean that? He kept trying to force his attentions on me. And you didn't reciprocate? Of course not, because... Well, go on. Because I knew what his real motives were. All right, go on. This ranch. This ranch is what he wanted. He knew that Kevin wasn't well. That's why Kevin had come out here with his brothers in the first place. I did hear that he was having a little trouble with his lungs, Johnny. He didn't have long to live. Not many years, that is. Even in this hot, dry air. So Alex did it. It sure looks that way, doesn't it, Johnny? What what led you to look for him here? It was Alex Bundy who shot up hard luck Dennis. Then somebody overheard me say I was going fishing down at the lake. That's where I was shot at, by somebody who was not only a crack shot, but more important, was driving the jeep that's parked outside. The jeep was gone from here this afternoon. Do you know where Alex Bundy is now? He must be somewhere around the ranch. And you must get him, Mr. Dollar. I'll help you. I'll help you find him. But don't go unarmed. Here, I'll give you one of my rifles. Hey, that collection of high-powered rifles is yours? Yes, and a national rifle team in college here. I'll give you ammunition. And Buster, you take one. This thirty-thirty. Now, I, I don't know, Mrs. Take Best- it. What Mr. Dollar says about him is true. Alex may try to shoot before you... Mr. Dollar. Laura! Mr. Dollar, be ready when he comes in. Laura, why don't you tell me you were through with the Jeep? You know I wanted to use it this afternoon. Laura? Well, well. Don't move, Mr. Dollar. Your gun isn't loaded. Johnny Dollar, answer it. Answer it. Johnny Dollar. Hello, Johnny. This is Jake Kessler. Be careful what you say. Uh, Johnny, what are you doing out there at the Too Lazy Two? Johnny! Talk to him, but be careful. Don't forget this gun. Why, uh, Jake, uh, what's on your mind? Three million dollars of insurance. Dora Haskell's filed a claim on the basis of accidental death. So unless you can come up pretty quick with proof the Haskell brothers were murdered... Jake, I have a funny feeling I'm looking at that proof right now. Careful. You mean there at the ranch? You still haven't told me what you're doing out there. Why, uh... Why don't you come out here and see, Jake? What? You fool, I told you to watch what you What say. are you talking about, Johnny? Dollar, I'll pull this trigger so fast. You try that door and Jake will hear it over this phone and come out here anyway. What? Uh, hello? He heard that. Hang up, hang up. Hello? Here, hang it up yourself. Oh, no, you... From Special Investigator Johnny Dollar, location near Kingman, Arizona. Attention, Mr. Jake Kessler, Greater Southwest Insurance and Liability Company. Following is an accounting of expenses incurred during my investigation of the Midas Touch matter. Proof that the Haskell brothers were murdered rather than killed accidentally in the cave-in at the Midas Touch mine could save Greater Southwest a cool million and a half dollars. But the one man who could have given me that proof was murdered himself. 
Thanks to Buster Favor at the Lake Mojave Resort, who could read a set of tire tracks like you and I read a newspaper, I was able to trace the killer's car to the Two Lazy Two Ranch. And there, the evidence all pointed to the foreman, Alex Bundy. However, when Alex appeared at the ranch house, he also put the finger on Dora Haskell. That's when your phone call came in, Jake. And that's when... Oh, no, you don't know! Thanks, Buster. Yeah, well, I kind of hate to hit a woman that way, but she wouldn't have missed with that rifle. Matter of fact, she didn't. She creased your arm there just a Oh, forget it. First of all, let's take this gun off. Don't touch it. Oh, that's right, Alex. Kind of forgot about you. Now, why don't you put that thing down before you make the same mistake she almost did? It won't be a mistake, Dollar. Now, look, Alex. Shut up, Buster. You should have known better than to mess around this whole thing. Maybe you're the one who should have known better, Alex. According to Dora here a few minutes ago... I heard her. I heard from outside the window. Heard all of it. And she lied. Keep an eye on her, Buster. Yeah, sure. Just stay where you are. Stay stay away from that gun of hers, too. Look, Alex, why don't you just calm down? She lied. She was the one who shot at you down at the lake, not me. But it was you who shot up old hard luck Dennis when he tried to talk to me. Sure. Sure I did. I had to. He was going to tell you it was me that caved in the Midas touch on the Haskell brothers. He did tell me. Sure, he was going to tell you. I know he was. And I had to stop him. Wouldn't you have stopped a man who was trying to put a noose around your neck? Will you listen to me? That's why I had to kill him there at the hospital when he was well enough to talk some more. He would have put the finger on me. I tell you, he already had sure put the finger. Sure he would. I know he would. And I had to stop him. But it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault, Dollar. She was lying to you. I heard her outside. I heard. She was trying to lay it all on me, but she's the one, not me. In spite of your murder of hard luck. I had to, don't you understand me? I had to. Look, why don't you put down that gun and listen? She's the one all the way from the start. I'm not dumb, Dollar, but she was smarter than me, and she kept getting me in deeper and deeper. I'm a good ranch foreman, Dollar. See for yourself what I've done for the two lazy two. But this kind of thing I don't know about. So she got me in deeper and deeper right from the start. Just how did it start, Alex? I'll tell you. I'll tell you how it started. I got drunk one night over in Kingman. So I heard. Made a lot of foolish talk about wanting the two lazy two for myself. Any foreman wants to have a big ranch of his own. Any of them, ask him. You ask him. Isn't that true, Buster? You know. Alex, give me that. No, stay back. You stay back. I want him to know. I want him to know everything. She heard about what I'd said, understand? Then she came to me, sweet-talked me. Said I could own the lazy two. Along with her. Made it sound so wonderful, just me and her. But then when she started plotting how to get rid of her husband, well, she thought he was going to die when he, when he came out here, but he didn't, see? So she started plotting how to get rid of him. And I was, I was scared about that. But she told me I, I was already in it on account of I knew about it, so I better help her. So what else could I do? And all the time she kept me thinking how, how wonderful it would be, just me and her. Do you know what that means to a man, Mr. Dollar? Well, I can just... So I helped her with the boat. You know the time, Buster. You mean when the Haskell sank during the windstorm out on the lake? Yeah, yeah, because I fixed the boat. I took out the flotation tanks and weakened the transom. So any kind of strain, it would sink, and it did. Brother, you're in so deep. But you went after him. You saved him, didn't you, Buster? Yeah, I guess I did. So, but then I wasn't too deep, you see? You understand? Yeah, Alex, I understand. And I'm afraid that you're... But she thought of the mine. She made me tell old Hardluck to take him out to the Midas Touch because he thought there was still gold in it. Johnny, did Hardluck tell you the door got him started on that pitch? No, Nobody would have. That's why I had to kill him. Because he would have blamed her. And then she would have blamed me, the way she did you just now. Don't you see? All she was doing was using me. You didn't come out here looking for her. You were looking for me, weren't you? Yeah, Alex, I guess we were. And if there'd been a fight, if I tried to gun you down, she would have killed me. Then she would have been in the clear, don't you see? She would have killed me the way she made me kill hard luck. 
It took you a long, long time to realize it, didn't it, Alex? There were a lot of things you didn't realize. But what's done is done, and you can't ever change it. You're in so deep, there's no way out for you now. And you know it, Alex. But you're not going to make things any easier for yourself. No, 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 get back, get back, I tell you. I'm in so deep, I can't get in any deeper. That's what you really mean, isn't it? So my only chance is to kill you and try to get away with it. Alex, listen, boy. But before I try it, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her because of what she's done to me. Listen, you crazy, mixed up guy. Sure. Maybe I am crazy. Maybe I've been crazy all along, but I'm going to kill her. You hear me? I'm going to kill her now. Oh, no, you're not. Dora, grab her gun, Buster. Look out, Johnny. Okay, Alex. Okay, you've done it. Added one more murder to your list. And I'm glad. I'm glad I did it. Then put that gun down and no, listen to me. No, I'm gone. If you try to follow me, I'll kill you too. Come on, Johnny. I've got her gun. No good. It's jammed. That's why she couldn't pull it on him. Is she dead? Yeah. Well, we can't just let him get away. Here, Buster. While I make a phone call, see if you can find a gun for yourself and some ammunition. You sure she's dead? Yes. Hello, operator. Couple of 38 handguns here, Johnny. And find some ammo. Operator. Operator, get me Kingman 19970 emergency. All set with his sidearm, Johnny. You want a rifle or do you... Jake, Alex Bundy has killed Dora Haskell and headed for parts unknown. Yeah, that's right. Call Ted Harding at headquarters. Have him put a roadblock on every highway leading from this ranch. Be sure there's a block at Davis Dam so he can't cross over into Nevada. Yes, that's right. He can fall him. By the time I hung up, Buster had my rented car started and waiting, so he took off on the main road leading from the ranch. We could still see the dust left by Alex Bundy in the Jeep. Could see that when he swung onto the highway, he'd turned right toward Lake Mojave. We saw no dust on any of the side roads, so we kept on going down toward Davis Dam, hoping that by the time he could get there, the roadblock would be set up. We'll be able to see you when we get to the top of this hill, Johnny. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see him? cars across the road over the dam. That means he will have seen them. Then there's only one place he could go. Lake Mojave Resort. Right. Ten is just up ahead. All right, we'll take it on two wheels. Glad we aren't having to track them this time. Huh? Wind's coming up. See the dust blowing off the mesas up the east? Yeah. When that east wind comes up, it comes up fast. All right, hang on. Here's our turn. Buster was right. By the time we got down to the dock at Lake Mojave, the wind was blowing a gale. The chief we'd been chasing was parked next to the tackle shop and no sign of Alex Bundy. We learned the reason from Ham Pratt, general manager of the resort. Hey, Johnny, Buster, what's going on here? Plenty, Ham. Listen, Ham, did you see where... Alex Bundy came down the road like a bat out of Hades a couple of minutes ago. Where'd he go? Jumped out of his Jeep, waving a rifle, tore down to the dock and took off in his outboard runabout. Got a boat for us, Buster? Yeah, sure have. Come on. You want me along? No, two of us is better, Ham. We'll need all the speed we can get out on that lake. You're right. That boat of Alex's is the fastest one of the lot. 230-horsepower Johnson's. Here we are. Climb in, Johnny. Cast us off, Ham. Right, Charlie. Fire up. Here we go. Boy, this wind is really coming up. Sure is. We're going to have us a rough ride. Where would he head? Cottonwood Landing, about 20 miles up. Or even Nelson's Landing, if he has enough gas. Either way, get over into Nevada. All I hope is he's having as rough a time of it as we are. Don't worry, he is. That boat of his is fast, but not as seaworthy as this. Hang on. Out here in the middle is where we'll really get this wind. 
And we did. And unlike salt water where the wind builds up long swells that you have a chance of riding over, this lake developed a chop. Waves only three or four feet high, but one on top of the other. With a less skillful hand than Buster's at the wheel, we would have swamped in a minute. As it was, we were both soaking wet and hanging on for dear life as the little outboard pounced and bounded along. Look, Johnny, dead ahead. Yeah, I see him. Hey, he's making an awful lot of speed. Too much speed for that hull of his in this kind of weather. He'll pound the bottom out of it. What do you think you're doing to this boat? Oh, this will hold together all right. It was a mad chase, a crazy one. And then I noticed that we were slowly but surely gaining on Alex. I knew he couldn't take it in that hull. See, he's had to slow down. Gradually, the distance between us grew shorter, 200 yards, 100. At least he'd never be able to aim his rifle in a sea like this. At least until we got right on top of him. Keep your gun on him, Johnny. It's going to be rough trying to lash onto him in this chop. Okay, when you pull us alongside him. Then it happened. As we came up on him, Alex suddenly swung his boat straight in at us and gunned his two motors wide open. That's really all there is to it. Oh, except that Ham Pratt, bless his heart, had followed us with an outboard cruiser and picked us up. Alex... Well, the shock of crashing into us must have wedged him into his boat. And with the bottom of it torn out, it sank like a rock, and he went along with it. Expense account total, including transportation back to Hartford, 978.35. Remarks? There was no question, of course, but that the Haskell brothers had been murdered. No double indemnity. And Dora's little scheme to collect a cool three million? Well, it got her exactly what she deserved. Won't people like that ever learn? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Now, here's our star to tell you about next week's intriguing story. Next week, a quiet little New England town with elm-shaded streets, picket fences, flower beds, and a killer on the loose. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, starring Bob Bailey, is transcribed in Hollywood. It is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone, who also wrote this week's story. Heard in this week's cast were Virginia Gregg, Johnny Jacobs, Herb Butterfield, Parley Bear, Barney Phillips, Shep Menken, and Roland Winters. Musical supervision by Amerigo Marino and Carl Fortina. Be sure to join us on Monday night, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Roy Rowan speaking.
Welcome back. This is such a solid serial. Really playing to Johnstone's strengths as a writer. There was really a lot of time spent developing the fast friendship between Johnny and Buster, which is really the highlight of the serial. I love that scene in the mine in episode 3. And then we really... Uh, had some great action scenes, particularly some of the water-based action scenes that made this a quite exciting serial. Johnny's handling of the phone call with Jake and Dora having a gun on him was gutsy, but it was also a move that you can pretty much only afford to make if you make the conclusions, one, that your opponent is inexperienced and can be shaken, and two, that your chances of escape otherwise are not very good. John Abbott, in his book, The Who Is Johnny Dollar Matter, notes that Jack Johnstone went to the actual Lake Mojave Resort with Robert Taylor uh, to fish frequently, and that Ham and Buster were the actual names of the owners. As a writer, I've often found myself, as I'm visiting places, imagining the ways that a scene could happen there particularly action and chase scenes. And you can just imagine Jack Johnstone out on Lake Mojave fishing or taking a speedboat and his mind is just spinning this idea of how this could work as a great bit of action radio and how you could have chases and the shooting and all of it just while he is technically not working. Abbott also points out that the Bundy surname uh, that was used for the foreman was actually Johnstone's wife's maiden name, and Johnstone actually wrote some things under the pseudonym John Bundy. So it was one of those last names that he really liked to use. If there's one gripe, or even really any comment uh on this episode, it's the common twist with the Laird Douglas, Douglas of Heatherscope matter of the female character turning out to be the big villain and then cheerleading the hero to go and kill someone else. In this case, even handing Johnny and Buster weapons. I think that if you're a detective, you have to be suspicious of someone whose attitude is, oh, you're right, they're the killer, and you better go kill them first. Ask questions later, just shoot them. Shoot them. Shoot them hard. Shoot them dead. I mean, that would make me a little bit suspicious is all I'm saying. Now, very briefly, I did get one listener comment on the first episode of The Long Shot Matter concerned that they weren't getting episode one. Now, that was partially because there was another error, and if you heard the file where my introduction played twice, uh, that was an error and we got that corrected. But the story itself did start where it was supposed to. In essence, it began with a telephone call that sent Johnny to Hollywood that was essentially off stage. So Tony Barrett, as a writer, decided to begin the story differently than most of the other writers did. But the story is complete, so if anyone else got thrown by that, 
I just wanted to assure you nothing's missing. Alright, well now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Andrew. Andrew has been one of our Patreon supporters since April 2021, currently supporting the podcast at the Master Detective level of $15 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Andrew. And that will do it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. All those great things that help the channel to grow. We will be back on Tuesday with another Yours Truly Johnny Dollar serial. But join us back here tomorrow for Dragnet, where... Notice anything else funny about the guy, huh? Uh, I don't know. Here's those names, Joe. Thanks. Kelby was upset, all right. For some reason, he didn't strike me as reacting the way a normal guy reacts when his wife disappears. All right, Al. How would you react? Mm-hmm. Bargetti's worrying again. Oh, now listen, boys. It's no fooling matter. This is one I'll bet on. It's a homicide. All right. How about a copy of this report? Yeah, uh, where'll I get the phone? Missing persons, Bargetti. Who's that? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. About what? Oh, sure. All right, sir. Four o'clock. Yeah. Goodbye. That was Kelby's stepson. What do you want? Think something's happened to his mother. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.